This is the Stop the Bleed podcast, where host Pat and Kelly will foster powerful discussion around the importance of Stop the Bleed. From awareness and training to education and life-changing actions, you'll hear from survivors, first responders, neighbors, doctors, and people you pass on the street every day. Good afternoon, Pat. How are you? How was your summer? I'm great, Kelly. Summer was great, too. How was your summer? Summer just flew by as it does. I feel like whenever we have a conversation, the months just happen. I feel like all of a sudden someone mentioned 4th of July the other day. And I was like, that already happened, didn't it? I I don't even remember what I did. (laughs) You know, I think the question of the summer uh, was, uh, were you a Barbieheimer? Oh, man, This, this is a tough question for me because... This is like my true parenting mode. I had tickets to go to Barbie on opening day here in Denver. And then my daughter, I got the call that my daughter was sick at daycare. And then my husband had to work and I couldn't go. And I still haven't gone, Pat. This is how fast everything keeps moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's too funny. And, and I haven't seen Oppenheimer. <laughs> what about you? Have you done both and make me jealous? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, our family's uh, a, sp- a split version of this. Uh, I went to see Oppenheimer about a week or two ago and it was, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, My daughters and uh, wife went to see uh, Barbie. They loved it. My wife saw Oppenheimer as well. And uh, she voted for Oppenheimer as the best of the two. So that's our Barbieheimer story for the summer. Uh, And, you know, speaking of, you know, just children, the one opportunity that I did have was when my friends had an extra ticket to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that was my open night. And so I went. (laughs) (laughs) making the best of things exactly (laughs) well um everyone welcome back we took a short break over the summer and we are all geared up for a busy rest of the year i'm here with my co-host pat who is going to give us all an update on some exciting campaign developments and really what's coming for the rest of 2023 and beyond you're right. And I want to uh, note the shift from uh, summer chit chat to uh, more serious business. Uh, you know, as the summer shifts into fall, we're uh, right in the middle of National Preparedness Month. And every year it's a time for us to emphasize that one of the many emergencies someone should be prepared for is a bleeding emergency, of course. And the campaign is using this month also to introduce some major new programs. That's right. National Preparedness Month takes place every September, and it's a program sponsored by FEMA. I did visit the website with all the information. It's a great resource. Uh, that website is ready.gov. It really shares with you know visitors to the website how to prepare for a variety of emergencies. I'm talking about fires, hurricanes, floods, which you know really we're seeing more and more of these days. Yeah, it just seems like every week there's a new disaster someplace. We've got fires in Canada, of course, the terrible fires in Maui. Uh, We've got a big hurricane bearing down on us now and feels like there's more to come. So it's really a great idea for everybody to take time uh, this month, particularly just take an hour or two, visit the site. Uh, If you've never been there before, you'll see lots of great information uh, to prepare for all kinds of emergencies. And if you're already in preparedness mode, it's, it's great to visit and just kind of brush up on things. There might be some gaps in your planning and the site's a great source of information to help you fill those gaps. It really is, you know, how, how to make a plan, 
how to build a kit. You know, the site goes on and on. Yeah, it's really it's really a well organized site, and uh, FEMA's done a great job with it. And I, you know, also want to shout out to them because they've been a great partner to the Stop the Bleed campaign. Well, speaking of Stop the Bleed campaign, Pat, let's talk about what's going on there. Well, in a word, uh, a lot. <laughs> But let, let me do this. There's a lot that I want to talk about in terms of what's coming up, but I want to look back uh, since we haven't had an episode since the spring, I'll update everybody with a few things that have happened that I think are worth noting. Great. Stop the Bleed Day, of course, was our big capstone day back in May, and that's uh, towards the end of uh, National Stop the Bleed Month. And we were really thrilled this year to see all the activity around people getting trained, the scholarship and grant programs, uh, both of which were uh, heightened programs this year. You know, the scholarship program, uh, since it started, has now awarded over $175,000 worth of scholarships to high school students around the country. And the grant program also upped its game this year with grants valued at up to $100,000. Wow. So we had thousands and thousands of applications in between the two programs and a lot of uh, Great high school students uh, were awarded scholarships, and a lot of uh, terrific organizations were awarded Stop the Bleed equipment of various kinds, including uh, one, uh, I'll call it Lucky Organization, that uh, was awarded the uh, Stop the Bleed Station Grant, which is valued at about $100,000. Uh, you can visit the uh, Stop the Bleed Project.org website to check out uh, who who won what, who was awarded what, and also learn about next year's programs if you're interested in uh, being considered for those. The other thing that's uh, worth updating is the Stop to Bleed Educational Licensing Program. That's the program run by the U.S. Department of Defense, who oversees the Stop the Bleed campaign. And any organization that's interested in providing training services or getting their community trained uh, is eligible to apply for this free license. And if they're approved, they get uh, access to a wide variety of free services and resources that can help them with uh, starting a Stop the Bleed program or uh, further developing an existing Stop the Bleed program. That's great. Yes, so summer was busy. We have a lot in store for fall because besides those things that I just mentioned, there's been a lot of, uh, I'll call it under the radar work, getting ready to see a couple of new programs uh, launched. Oh, that sounds exciting. Can you share some of the details about what's coming up then in the fall? There's a couple of things. The first one that I'll talk about is the new Stop the Bleed instructor program organized by the Stop the Bleed Coalition. The coalition has been working pretty closely with the Department of Defense to uh, develop a new program which offers instructors a wide variety of resources to help them do their job. From a campaign standpoint, that's to get out there and teach more and more people how to stop the bleed. That program actually launched the day after Labor Day. And so anybody who might be interested in becoming an instructor can go to the coalition website. That's stopthebleedcoalition.org and get information about the instructor program and apply online. Uh, there's no cost to apply. There's no cost for access to all the uh, services that are available to help instructors do what they do. That's great. Pat, can you remind our listeners who can apply? Sure. Um, so generally speaking, 
the people who would be qualified to be approved to uh, teach uh, the new Stop the Bleed course are uh, healthcare prof professionals. And that's a wide variety of people who have earned healthcare credentials from doctors to nurses to EMTs, paramedics, uh, so on and so forth. The list of uh, healthcare professionals that are qualified can be found uh, at the uh, coalition site and or people who have experience uh, teaching either Stop the Bleed or a related kind of course. Someone who may not have uh, healthcare credentials of the type that I just described, but has deep experience in, in teaching. That's really great. I know that instructors are really what drives the Stop the Bleed campaign. So it sounds like this is going to be a great way to support them. That's our take on it. Uh, you know, so many instructors are offering to teach Stop the Bleed for free in their community. And the idea is to really empower them and support them in the work that they do. Now, there are many instructors who uh, charge for their training, which is fine, but we wanted to uh, put out the resources that we think are very common to what instructors uh, need to just help them do their, their job better. And Pat, you mentioned the word new a few times. Uh, is this new course material that we're talking about? Yeah, new is actually uh, means a couple of things. That's a great question, uh, Kelly. So new in terms of the course uh it does refer to the, the coalition has developed a course working with the Department of Defense. So uh, it now has its uh, approved Stop the Bleed course, uh, which is called the Essentials of Stop the Bleed. So that's new. The new instructor licensing program refers to this offering of free services and resources that heretofore have not been available to instructors. So it's uh, the, the new applies in a couple of different directions. In a couple of ways. Well, speaking of a couple of things, you also mentioned two programs. So that was one. Um, what else did you want to highlight? Yeah. So the other program is one that's not yet started. It's uh, been in the planning works for quite some time, but it's basically a Stop the Bleed event program. And it's going to kick off at EMS World, uh, which takes place later on this month, um, September 18th through the 22nd. It is uh, taking place in New Orleans, and the Stop the Bleed Coalition will be staffing a Stop the Bleed booth at EMS World. And this is the first time since before the pandemic that Stop the Bleed has had a booth presence at an event like EMS World. And the intent of uh, what, what's going to be available at the booth and at EMS World is really twofold. It'll be a lot of information about these free uh, services and resources that I've mentioned uh, so that people can learn how they can become an instructor. Organizations can learn how they can get an educational license. And secondly, anybody who's attending the conference can get free Stop the Bleed training using the uh, Essentials of Stop the Bleed hybrid course version. And the hybrid course version consists of a uh, online portion. So there's a, a about a 15 minute video that's essentially a lecture that somebody can watch. And then they'll be able to be at EMS World and attend a hands-on skills session uh, that's being offered in partnership with a company called TACMED. And in five or 10 minutes, a person can have one-on-one -on -one training 
and earn their Stop the Bleed certificate. Oh, wow. That's really exciting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, you know, many of the attendees of EMS world, of course, are uh, healthcare professionals. So it also means that by taking uh, the hybrid course, it would then qualify them to become a Stop the Bleed instructor under the new licensing program, if that's something that they're interested in. That's awesome. You know, my background in event production <laughs> comes in here. So I'm super excited to hear that um, that we're going to be marketing and getting the foot traffic um, that Stop the Bleed deserves, giving people a chance to really see what see what Stop the Bleed is and ask questions directly. So that's really exciting. Are there other events coming up? There are. And, and you know, I just want to go back to EMS World for a second. Uh, we know that it's a really hot topic because last year there was a Stop the Bleed uh, information session at last year's EMS World, and it was the most well-attended session of any at the whole uh, conference. Oh, wow. Uh, and the, the audience, it was an overflow audience uh, for uh, the room that he had set up for it, and people were really dialed into the information that was being provided. So this year is just a great way to build on that and uh, better help uh, that type of audience, the, the likely people who will tend to get further with uh, whatever their stop to bleed interest is. And I assume based on the name EMS World that it attracts a global audience? Uh, yes, it does. It's actually the largest uh, uh, event of its kind for, uh, for, for that uh, profession. It's a uh, really, really large scale. Uh, this is the second one they've had since the pandemic subsided. And uh, last year they had banner attendance and I'm sure this year it's going to be quite busy as well. So we're pretty excited about it. As far as other events, there are other events uh, now planned for locations in Florida, a couple in the New York metro area, a few others that we're looking at uh, that we'll announce as we pin them down. But it'll be what EMS represents is just a kickoff where we can expect that uh, Stop the Bleed will have a nice presence at uh, plenty of events that lots of people gather at to make it easier for them to access information and particularly to make it easy for them to have an opportunity to get trained. And to share all these new updates because these all sound terrific. Well, yeah, I mean, the campaign continues to evolve and the programs and services are evolving along with it. So there are a number of other things uh, in the pipeline that will uh, be getting released uh, between now and the end of the year. And of course, there'll be more things next year. Uh, I'll just mention uh, one or two more. The Stop the Bleed, uh, excuse me, the, the Essentials of Stop the Bleed uh, course, which was released uh, during the Stop the Bleed month, uh, that was, of course was released in English. Uh, there's now a Spanish version that's going to be released later on this month. And there are versions with uh, four or five other languages, more prominent languages that are being worked on now that will likely be released between now and the end of the year. And this just speaks uh, not just to the need here in the United States for courses that are in other languages because people, uh, many people have English as a second language, but also the international nature of the campaign. Uh, we're now in 140 countries, uh, and that represents many, many different languages. So we're, we expect to have quite a library of course, uh, courses available for uh, different languages moving forward. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's the type of evolution that we need to see. So it's exciting updates. It sure sounds like the rest of the year is going to be busy, but very productive. 
Um, Pat, do you have uh, someone that we want to talk about in the spotlight today too? Yeah, and this actually ties in nicely to the Essentials of Stop the Bleed. Um, this is a, we want to highlight and thank an organization called the National Center for Disaster Medicine and Public Health. That's a bit of a mouthful, but it's an organization that uh, spends a lot of time and uh, effort on a variety of uh, public health matters that correlate with uh, disasters and disaster medicine. Now, they're a great organization to highlight during National Preparedness Month because a lot of the work that they do feeds right into some of the information that uh, FEMA supplies. But more generally, they just do great work. And they are one of the reasons why, although we experience a lot of disasters, in this country, uh, disasters are, are, of course, terrible, but we they're much better managed, uh, and from a medical standpoint, much better managed than many other places around the world. And it's uh, to organizations like the National Center that happens that way. Uh, we're appreciative that because they have uh, provided a lot of support to develop the Essentials of Stop the Bleed course, as well as the translation services for uh, the translations that I mentioned. Uh, without their support, frankly, uh, we, we would not have been able to make as much progress as we've had uh, over the over the past uh, several months. And they just have been a great supporters of the campaign and the work that the uh, Stop the Bleed Coalition is doing. That's great. And, you know, if you're looking to learn more, again, that was the National Center for Disaster Medicine and Public Health. So you can go online and look for them. I know they also have a Facebook and um, social media page. Yeah, they sure do. Well, thank you everyone for doing your part. And even if that just means listening to this podcast, you're helping save a life. So we thank you for that. And really this brings us to our wrap up where I remind everyone to please not only subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now, but equally important, if you know someone who would benefit from this episode, please share because together we can save more lives. To learn more about the Stop the Bleed campaign, Stop the Bleed grants and scholarships, and how you or your organization can get involved, visit StopTheBleedProject.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at StopTheBleed for campaign updates.